What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Real Estate Podcast, episode 293. I'm here with Griffin. I'm here with Adam. <laughs> and I'm busting out gun with <laughs> Gay Perry. What do you call it? He said, that's what he called it. Okay. That's he said it's only good for, good for a couple of shots, then you have to throw it away. <laughs> Dude, I mean, he proved it. Yeah, yeah. When he, was, he had, had his hair in his pants, I was like, yeah. He's like, you like that? You like that dick? It's like, whoa. <laughs> Easy, bro. You like that dick? You like that dick? Kiss, kiss, bang, bang, dude. Christmas movie. Classic. Yeah, right. Christmas in LA. Oh, they're in LA, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's crazy is like, you know, they mention that it's Christmas time and everything, especially at the opening of the flick. And what they do to tie it to the Christmas season Mm -hmm. is they play Christmas music throughout. Yeah. You know, like you'll see some like decorations every now and then this, that, and the other, but it's not like that. It's like, yeah, it's not blatantly in your face the whole time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Which is kind of like normal life as you get older, you know, Christmas is just kind of like a thing. It's just there. That happens. Yeah. Right. (laughs) It's a, it's an inevitability, you know, like it's Thanos, you know? Um, but yeah, I love this movie. I've loved this movie for so long now, you know, cause it's, I watched it when it first came out and this is one of those first flicks that I watched that was like, at the time of watching, it was a newer movie that was a mystery. And the whole time that you're watching it, you're just like, you're trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. Who's screwing who over like the whole nine yards and like, yeah. Yeah. You kind of have to pay attention. Oh yeah. Have to, but if you want to know what's going on. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, how much shit does RDJ go through? Oh, you know what I'm saying? Everything. He get he gets shot twice. Finger gets cut off. Uh, yeah, he gets uh, electrodes uh, strapped to his balls. Yeah. Uh, he gets the shit beat out of him in multiple mm-hmm. occasions. You know, like... He gets kidnapped. Uh, <laughs> he, gets, <laughs> he gets high as fuck, you know? hmm That shit was crazy, dude. Like, he wakes up in that car, he's like, yeah. what? <laughs> but um, Val Kilmer, though. Like, other than the doors... Oh, yeah. This might be my favorite Val Kilmer performance. Yeah, he's really good in it. It's his smart ass. It's just his smart ass delivery, dude. Mm-hmm. He's he's like, um, you're Perry, right? He's like, yeah, I'm I'm gay Perry. He's like, oh, I didn't know if the the gay part was still there. He's like, oh no, like, no I'm, I'm needing pussy. pussy or yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I, the name stuck. I can't get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> When, I, when he's on the phone with him, he's like, here's what you're going to do. You're yeah. Gonna do this. You're going to do that. Say it. Say it. Say yeah, fire the say gun. It. Yeah. <laughs> you peed on it. What do I'll you mean? Dude. <laughs> yeah. You know, this was early on. Like, this was 2005. So, yeah. RDJ still kind of has that. He might still be doing some drugs kind of vibe. Yeah. Oh, for you sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Man. But I I love how 
the idea of everything playing out is based on these like dime, these dime um, pharmacy paperback, you know, mystery novels. Yeah. We've all seen them. Oh, yeah. you know, Party boys. now you see, yeah, now you see them like most commonly at the dollar store and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you see these like real generic kind of cheap mysteries. And like, it's not to say that they're like, <clears throat> poorly written or anything like that, but it's just the market is completely flooded with mystery novels. And it has been for almost a hundred years at this point, I'd say, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but to kind of base that off of like what's happening with the story here and the story's based off of a book, it's kind of meta oh, where it's like, it. it's yeah, it's like a mystery novel that's based off of dime store, mystery novels yeah. that they turned in you know like it kind of goes full exception. yeah yeah exactly right um but we get shane black though he comes in he adapted the screenplay um and directed it and this was like ah, this might have been one of the first things that shane black directed because i remember it was a big deal when it came out because like oh the dude that um wrote predator is directing a movie and i could be wrong about i'm trying to look but this the new imdb is just fucking stupid yeah yeah it was it's the first one 2005 then iron man edge the nice guys and then uh the predator see i haven't seen edge or the nice guys i've seen the the nice Nice guys Guys. is it good it's all right i mean (laughs) but um it's been a yeah. while. I watched it, it when it came or... out. Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, I'd be down to watch it. I yeah. didn't, um, you know, we watch movies differently when you pod them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's true. It takes place in the seventies and it's got Gosling and I mean, Russell, Russ Crow in can't it. Go wrong with them. Might have to peep that for yeah, sure. Yeah. Cause I don't really remember it. I don't yeah. remember what happens. Um, I don't think I was paying attention while I watched it, but sometimes <laughs> that happens, man. Yeah, sometimes it does, you know. But speaking of paying attention, you have to pay attention when you watch this shit to, to you, know what's yeah, going on. Yeah, dude, you'll get lost I'm, pretty quick. Yeah. At one point, I had to back it up because I was like looking at something on my phone, and I was like, wait a minute, what did yeah. you fucking say? I back it up. Like, yeah. What did he say? What happened? Where did they come from? Dude. <laughs> First of all, the chick that plays in the movie, sheesh. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, right. Nice face. Um, yeah. Whenever nice they're spotted. laying in the bed together. Yeah. And she's like, I got to tell you something. And then it just cuts to him at the front door. And he's like, my best <laughs> friend, get the fuck out. You know? And I'm like, dude, yeah. that wasn't a shut me down at all. Nah, dude. I'm like, well, tell me how, compare me to him after this. Rah, rah, rah. But yeah. Well, he spent the whole movie trying to bang her. Yeah. And then it comes down to that. And he's like, get out. I mean, oh, calm down, bro. Whitey the White Knight. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, she had some issues, but hey, mm-hmm. everybody has some issues, right? Yeah. But fucking RDJ and Val Kilmer, dude. 
they're back and forth. Yeah. I wish that they would have made a TV show out of this shit. Like they go, I would, I wish that they would go back right now. Well, they can, yeah, but you know, yeah. Cause dude, that just their, their whole synergy that they had going on, man was fucking unparalleled. Yeah. He's the like, dialogue, the, yeah. If you look up the definition of the, of an idiot in the dictionary, you know what you find? And he goes, a picture of me he goes, no, a def- the definition of idiot, what you fucking are. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah, it did have a lot of clever Oh, yeah. yeah. Smart. It. Yeah. It's smart humor. See, I know? think that's the thing, too, is like when you get people that don't like this movie, it's like, oh, you had to think too much, huh? Yeah, right. Like this, it ain't, you know what I mean? It's not one that just, you know, yeah. blow up, blow up, action. Yeah. A lot of talking. Yeah. Most people that I've talked to that watch this that didn't like it, they're like, don't really understand, understand what, what happened. Was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What all was going on. Yeah. And it's like, well, they kind of, they lay it out. If you just, yeah. I mean, even tied like a nice any... little bow at the end for you. Yeah. I'm just glad that he didn't die. I mean, he almost did. Cause when Gabe <laughs> Perry's you yeah. know, laying there, it's like, Oh no. When he showed up, when he shows up at the end to the father, mm-hmm. and he smacks the shit out of he him, smacked the shit out of him. Yeah, he might have did it in real life. <laughs> That's how bad it looked like it hurt, you know. Yeah, but and I like how fourth wall breaking it was. Oh yeah, you know how he was the narrator, but not only he was the narrator, like, but well, like. Hang on. Let me back up a second. Yeah. 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 That's me. If these gigantic fucking extras would get out of the. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Move. And that's her. Yeah. Yeah. Harold. The Magnificent. <laughs> I didn't but know yeah, it was based on a book. Yeah. I wouldn't mind checking it out, you know? I wonder how much of that dialogue he took from the book. You know, considering the woman died in 1977. Yeah. Was born in 1904. Whoa. Wow. That's insane. That's an old book, man. Yeah. That makes sense, though, that it's about the the novels. Yeah. Because those were huge back then. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm trying to find like when the movie, the the book came out, but I can't find the year for it. Or, originally published in 1941. Yeah. So I'd imagine a lot of that dialogue. Yeah. Probably wasn't in it. Uh, it says that it was um, inspired the film okay. Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang. So Loosely it was probably. Right. So they probably took like the idea of yeah, the murder going to Hollywood. Book, like, yeah. Yeah, and then just kind of, you know, expanded on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you look at the books that this person wrote, that Brett Halliday wrote, Heads You Lose, Michael Shane's Long Chance, The Corpse Came Calling, The Private Practice of Michael Shane, The Uncomplaining Corpses Divided on Death. It's like they... It, I think they might have took some of these titles and, and used it for the, the title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Like so, just off Broadway. Yeah, yeah. I think that was in there. Blind for a day. Yeah, th- those were in there for sure. Murder yeah. is my business. Those so, were made into movies too. That's crazy. Yeah, they came out in the 40s. Makes sense. Dime Star paperback mystery novels, dude. But yeah, man, I, I've loved this movie. This is one of those movies that I could put on at any time and like enjoy it for the performances, the way it's shot, the comedy, the action, and all that stuff. And then also get this kind of nostalgic because this is one of the first movies that I watch where like I remember Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like we all know like Robert Downey Jr.'s career and performances and everything but this is the first time that i had seen him in something newer at mm-hmm. the time and been like who who is this guy yeah and, and then they're like oh he's gonna play iron man and i'm like that's perfect mm-hmm. like it's per- just based off of what the performance that i knew him from in that moment because this came out in what 2005 mm-hmm. and then iron man was probably announced not long after this movie came out so yeah and it's I mean, like whatever it is, like he's got it. Yeah, exactly. Right. Larger than life. Oh, what was it's that just, movie? Uh, that they animated, they filmed it, then they like did that rotoscope thing over it. Um, a scanner dark. I love him in that movie, dude. Yeah, that shit's he crazy. Like, uh, like well, he understands. Yeah. Yeah. Because when he when goes he, on those rants, yes, you know, that, yeah. Well, he's come a long way since Gothica and. Yeah, right. Um, damn, he was in a bunch of shit I never realized he was in. Like, yeah. Yeah, man. Weird science. See, that's the one that I remember. You know, when I saw him later, it's like, oh, it's that guy from Weird Science. Yeah. He plays the friend. Yeah. Less than zero. Chaplin? Yeah, I, oh, yeah, I had no idea he was a natural born killer. I don't remember. He was the reporter that they so kidnapped with the Australian oh, okay. accident. Yeah. The Australian right. accent, not accident. <laughs> I mean, they made an example out of him. Oh, yeah. The guy know. with the hair. He had like yeah, a yeah. mullet, like a. He he kind of looked like um oh who was who was that guy? Whenever the um oh my fucking god, it's right there. He was a reporter and he was like showing everything that America was doing during um the conflict that happened in the nineties. Um God oh. damn it. Geraldo. Oh, right? I almost said Geraldo, but yeah, yeah, he kind of had. See, yeah, looking had, like him back then. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like playing on that. You know, that see, I've character. seen Geraldo recently, and he looks like fucking Snidely Whiplash, dude. He's got a crazy <laughs> yeah, mustache. Yeah, he looks, he looks like looks a cartoon con- fucking character. Like, yeah, like, this guy can't be real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Geraldo. guy that, and he did the. Oh, Al Capone's vault, which was fucking empty. Yeah, there was. Motherfuckers watch that shit every every night. They did like a week long. Yeah, but see, a scanner darkly came out even before Iron Man. Like there was that time 
after Kiss yeah. Kiss Bang Bang, where he started to bounce back, Scanner Darkly Zodiac. Yeah. You know, and then he got that Iron Man that just took it off to the next fucking level. Like, yeah. Speaking of Zodiac, we were going to watch that not too long ago because Marina had never seen it and she loves like, you know, murder porn, yeah. serial killers, all that. They all and I was like, yeah, I was like, you've never seen fucking Zodiac? And yeah. she's like, is it about the Zodiac killer? And I'm like, <laughs> what? What the fuck else would right. it be about? I should have said no. no. It's about astrology. You know, yeah. like what it's about star signs? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! And then, of course, Val Kilmer, dude. Oh man, which I mean, I'll always Val Kilmer will always be Jim Morrison. Yep. You know what I mean? But like, he brought the heat. Yeah, he brought his A game, dude. He well, did. he was like, you know, that's one of those things that you always hear him on set. He would clash with other actors. Yeah. Like he matched Robert Downey's, mm -hmm. you know. Oh yeah. He matched him. He's like, I'm not gonna let this dude out act my ass. Like Yeah, right. I wonder how well they got along. Because you know. would think I mean, you would think with him clashing with everybody else, like, but he I you know like Yeah, like Marlon Brando. Yeah. Well, I mean It is Marlon Brando. There was a couple of people that clashed with him, right? Yeah. <laughs> Brand all right. Yeah. I mean yeah. Especially yeah, the RS. Like, yeah. That's another story yeah. though. <laughs> uh. That was the ultimate clash. Oh God. It kind of sucks that we can't get that. Cause you know, we get these actors in movies now like and they're seasoned. They like yes. they, they can grow like you can't cast you know, young 20 year old RDJ and like Zodiac. Yeah. He had to get older to get that. You know, it just sucks yeah. that we'll never get that Val Kilmer, that older role. I know, right? You know, because he has the issue speaking. Yeah. But like, that just sucks, man. It does. It's a bummer. Because he's amazing. So I don't. Well, I, he, I don't think he ever got an Oscar. Mm -mm. And you know, I feel like, cause there's a lot of, a lot of times you'll have these actors that are assholes and then they kind of get canceled, blacklisted, yeah. and then they prove themselves and come back. We've seen it so many times Yeah, where they come back and they give that performance of a lifetime, like tiptoes. Yeah. And, um, yeah. <laughs> I just never got that with him. Yeah. It makes me want to watch fucking, uh. Wonderland. I haven't seen that movie in so long, dude. We might have to put that on the pod. Yeah, I'm, I was reading here. They were friends. It even I mean, says it that he helped uh, resurrect the career of Robert Downey because, you know, he had been labeled. Yeah. Uh, you know, problem. like they didn't want to insure him because he was yeah. selling drugs, but. Apparently, I think he kind of vouched for him to get him in the movie. And it you know, paid like, off. Because, like, you know, Shane Black, they're like, well, we want, you know, Robert Downey or whoever. And they're like, the studio's going to be like, about that, yeah. you know? Yeah. He's been in some trouble here lately. And they're like, yeah, but it's got to be That's him. True. And they're right. It had to be him. Yeah. It would not have been the movie it is today if he wouldn't have been in it. He was in recovery. And it was said that Val Kilmer went as far to refuse 
uh, to drink and smoke around him. Oh, nice. That's a true uh, friend. That's a true friend. That's a true friend, dude. So I guess the thing, though, like, I feel like Robert Downey's friends with everyone. Yeah, right, yeah. How do you not like him? I mean, you're an asshole if you don't, right? Yeah, it's RDJ, dude. Yeah. Get it together, people. <laughs> but yeah, man, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, great Christmas. And I love how it's classified as a Christmas movie, but you can watch it anytime. You know, yeah. taking place in L.A., you know, it's a little bit different, you know, but... I enjoyed it, man. And it's been a long time since I've watched this movie. And like, it's been a while. I, I'm uh, it's going in rotation again. Yeah. It was in rotation for a long time. I remember watching this movie when it came out. And then not long after it came out, I found a copy of it on DVD at baggage and mm-hmm. bought it. And I watched it on a pretty regular basis, you know, and I just yeah. hadn't watched it in probably like 10 years at this point. Yeah, I would say that's about, it's it's been a while. Yeah. So, have you ever seen Wonderland? Where he plays uh, John Holmes? I have. That's fucking good, dude. That's a fucking great movie, right? Yeah. We, we got to do that on the pod at some point. That story is fucking crazy. Crazy, it's dude. It's true, you know? Yeah. But, you know. That is good, though. Yeah. He's like, oh, you got the biggest dick, right? Whip it out. And he does, and you can hear it hit the ground. Yeah. Ooh. He's like, damn, <laughs> all right. So, but I'm giving it, I'm giving it a star and a half. Yeah. Since Trav's not here. Oh, you yeah. Know? It gets the coveted three stars. It gets the three reels. Yeah. The three. It gets the 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 three shooter Derringer instead of it being a yeah a double. <laughs> it gets uh-huh. the three shooter. <laughs> it's got three I'm barrels. Cut that out, by the way. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it gets the. Uh, you want me to whip it out? Yeah. <laughs> you want me to pull it out, dude? You pull I was it thinking out it's about... a movie reel. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's, or it's funny, film, dude. I... It just keeps coming. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Don't look at it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't expose it to light. It <laughs> it's funny because my brother was, uh, we were doing uh, Christmas the other day and he was like, oh, you know, um, Weird Al movie. And I was like, yeah, we were talking about it. I was like, yeah, it's like the Weird Al movie, like, but it's kind of like one of his songs, you know, mm-hmm. it's like a parody. And, uh, and I started thinking about, hey, like he probably would get the reference, but my yeah. family was there, you know. Yeah. So I pull. You want me to pull it out? <laughs> it's like I didn't want to explain mm-hmm. to everybody. Like then he pulls an accordion out of nowhere, and then you know. But yeah, gets arrested. Yeah. But he's fucking dicking know. us around, dude. A mile of dick, no balls. Yeah. <laughs> A mile <laughs> of dick, no balls. Oh man. So we got some movie news real quick. Most of it is going to be DC movie news. Oh yeah. And I've got this kind of in a different kind of an order here um, than what's dropped in here. So James Gunn announced his Superman reboot. Henry Cavill won't return after all. 
So James Gunn and Peter Safran are hoping you enjoyed this, that Superman cameo on Black Adam because that's the end of the line for Henry Cavill as Superman. Back in October, before Gunn and Safran had been hired to steer the ship at DC Studios, Cavill excitedly announced to his fans that he was returning as Superman, hopeful to appear in more movies as the Man of Steel for some time to come. His appearance in Black Adam was meant to tease further movies with Cavill and has fans feeling hopeful about Man of Steel 2 finally happening. But just as quickly as Cavill slipped back into the into the tots, his return to the role of Superman is now over. Both Gunn and Cavill have made this official by announcing their uh, this news on social media following a meeting that apparently made this fact clear. Cavill posted a statement to his Instagram account expressing his sadness over the news, though he still seems to feel grateful for the fun ride he's had with the character. Uh, so this is what his post said. I've just had a meeting with James Gunn and Peter Safran, and it's sad news. Uh, sad news, everyone. I will, after all, not be returning as Superman. After being told by the studio to announce my return back in October, prior to their hire, this news isn't the easiest, but that's life. The changing of the guard is something that happens. I respect that. James and Peter have a universe to build. I wish them and all involved with the new universe the best of luck and the happiest of fortunes. For those who have been on my side through the years, we can mourn for a bit, but then we must remember Superman is still around. Every Everything he stands for still exists, and the examples he sets for us are still there. My turn to wear the cape has passed, but what Superman stands for never will. It's been a fun ride with you all and onwards and upwards. Dude, what a class act. <laughs> yeah, Do for you know real. what I mean? Yeah, for real. He could have come out and been mad as fuck. Yeah. A month no. ago, y'all made me come out and say I was coming back, and now you're telling me it ain't happening? What a class act. Yeah, dude. And, like, he's still, like, don't get me wrong. I love a lot of the people that we've had play Superman, but he's still been my favorite version of yeah. Superman so far, you know? Dude, I was talking to and Trav it, last night, and I was like, look, man, just because he's going away right now, it don't mean that they can't do that on down the road. Yeah, exactly. Um, right. He said he did some digging. I want to bring this up since he's not here. He did some digging, and it was the studio head, like Zavzoff and all them. So they're trying to cut money right now. Right. Well, Henry Cavill, Ben Affleck, Gal Gadot, these are all A-tier I guess you'd say yeah. S tier, but you're a a celebrities <laughs> like they they make the yeah. most. Yeah, they want new blood, cheaper blood. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, it does. So, but, but, you know, once they, you know, five years down the road, let it breathe. We might see. Yeah, the Snyderverse return. Well, you know, we don't know. Yeah, and that's the thing, man. We've talked about that a couple of times on here, but and that's like what James Gunn and Peter Safran are doing, and what. Snyder has done previous to this and then him coming out with the Snyder cut and all that stuff doesn't mean that that still can't happen in the future. It's just going to take some time yeah. to get every, all the ducks in a row to make that happen. They I mean, lost a shitload of money. Yes. Like, oh yeah. Yeah. And, and having and to pay them out, like yeah, even those cameos, sure. they cut them. So they don't, I mean, they paid them for their work, but yeah, they won't be paid for being in that flash movie. Yeah. 
and that yeah and that's another thing that i don't have here but um it was aflac and uh gal gadot was cut right it was superman and gal gadot super okay yeah because all right so aflac they asked wonder woman three yeah and it makes sense don't i mean if we're not gonna see him he shouldn't have been in black adam yeah that shouldn't have happened yeah so yeah, if we're not don't do that if we're not going to see it anymore. And there was also another thing when I was looking into that. So they used James Gunn and Saffron. They like pretty much threw them under the bus. They're like, you're the ones that's going to have to announce it. You know, right. We're cutting them out of the shit, but you're the ones going to tell everybody. Yeah. So you know, and everybody has been pissed. Oh, for week. sure. Yeah, I know. I even saw. I started digging, dude. So they offered. The same job that Saffron and, and Gunn took, they offered the head job to Todd Phillips. They begged him to take it. Oh, and, and he, he didn't, didn't want, want it. it. I mean, I get it. Well, it, it can kill a career. Oh, yeah. I mean, the internet's rough. Well, but I'm over here only... like, thank fucking God. Like, yeah. we don't need right. his ass running the DCU. Like, Yeah. Well, and not only that, but like the person that, Philip says it's like he's not really known as being a comic book guy. Yeah. Like he wrote Joker and it was great and everything and like the sequel's getting made, but like he's but he not kind of made it his own story. Like it's exactly, yeah. Yeah. Which so, is good. Yeah. And that's fine. Like it's it's fine to do something like that, you know? So uh Gunn has other plans for Superman. So meanwhile, James Gunn has also spoken about the situation with his own post on Twitter. He also refers to the meeting he had with Cavill, noting that they may still work together on something else in the future. Gunn also clarifies that the plan is to reboot Superman again for the DCU with a younger version of the character played by some someone other than Cavill. Peter and I have a DC slate ready to go, <clears throat> which we couldn't be more over the moon about. We'll be able to share some exciting information about our first projects at the beginning of the new year. Among those on the slate is Superman. With the In the initial stages, our story will be focusing on an earlier part of Superman's life, so the character will not be played by Henry Cavill. But we just had a great meeting with Henry, and we're big fans, and we talked about a number of exciting possibilities to work together in the future. So with that being said, that doesn't mean that Cavill Superman is completely out. It does, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. anything can happen, you know. Anything. And and my thing is like they want to make a Superman movie that focuses on a younger version of Superman. Yeah, that doesn't mean that Cavill still can't play Superman as the right. older version of Superman. At some, you know what I'm saying? Yep. Well, like right that, now we've we've got the young Batman. Yeah, exactly. Now right. we're doing young Superman. I have a feeling that all this stuff may end up tying together. Yeah, it's right. like look, they hired this guy to come in here and put some structure down, get a game plan together, like Marvel. Let him yeah. fucking do it. Well, Man of Steel came out in 2012. Yeah, I think so. Right? So, I mean, that's 10 years ago at this point. Yeah, this is something that should have been done 10 years ago, and yeah, was happening 10 years ago, but WB fucked it up. Yeah, Warner and everybody they're bitching, oh. but it's like, look, man, you got the Snyder cut. Yeah. You almost didn't get that. Well, and the people that are bitching are the same people that bitched about how Batman mm -hmm. v Superman was, which kind of started the ball rolling on all yeah. this stuff. So if you want to be mad, be mad at yourself. 
Yeah, I, I saw where James said in, a, in one of those things where they're not going to let any kind of internet backlash or pitchforks yeah. change their mind. Yeah. They will follow through with their plan, which is yeah. exactly what they should have done 10 years ago. Exactly. Yeah. Right. And speaking of that, like this next article is called James Gunn issues a statement addressing DCU future and harassment. So he issued a statement addressing fan concerns over the direction of the DCU after the announcement of Henry Cavill's exit as Superman and the harassment he and co-head Peter Safran received online. So this is what he had to say about it. One of the things Peter and I uh, were aware of when we took the job as the heads of DC Studios was a certain minority of people online that could be, well, uproarious and unkind, to say the least. Our choices for the DCU are based on what we believe is best for the story and best for the uh, the DC characters who have been around for nearly 85 years. Perhaps these choices are great, perhaps not, but they are made with sincere hearts and integrity and always with the story in mind. No one loves to be harassed or called names, but to be frank, we've been through significantly worse. Disrespectful outcry will never, ever affect our actions. We were aware that uh, we were aware there would be a period of turbulence when we took the gig, and we knew we would sometimes have to make uh, difficult and not so obvious choices, especially in the wake of the uh, fractious nature of what came before us. But this means little to us in comparison to our jobs as artists and custodians and helping to create a wide and wonderful future for DC. And I mean, he put it, um, that's the best way he could that's have handled that hear, situation. Like, exactly. Exactly. I mean, if anybody wants to be mad, they need to be mad at not Zaslov, yeah. not Gunn, not Saffron, at the former yep. head's of Warner Brothers well, for that allowing... Japanese dude that was like, mm-mm. Yes, Nobody wants yeah. to see that shit. Yeah. Uh, they fucked everything up for everybody. They fucked up the Snyderverse. They fucked up Cavill being Superman. Like, they're the ones who fucked everything up. And I'm still pissed about it. Yeah. But I'm not mad at Gunn and no. Safran and Zaslov for trying to make, for trying to turn around this bus and put it on a, on a path that everybody's happy with and proud of. I mean, either so, we get more, or we get nothing. Exactly. I want more. Right. Yeah, exactly. And like, I would say, um, the percentage of good DC versus bad DC, I mean, take it as you will, but I would say that like out of the majority of the DC movies that we've gotten so far, they've all been pretty decent for the most part. I mean, Especially there's been a the couple of two things he did. Yeah, exactly. What's up, guys? What's up, man? Welcome, Trav. So we're just talking about um, the statement that James Gunn issued in uh, relation to what him and Saffron are going to do going forward with the DCU. We've already touched on Cavill's exit as Superman or his exit as Superman for the moment. I'll say that. Yeah, I definitely, <clears throat> I definitely feel like because he's not going to be the next star of Superman, it doesn't mean that he's never going to put the cape on again. Yeah. Now, in a in a in a situation where perhaps he doesn't, doesn't necessarily mean that him as Clark Kent is done. Yeah. But I I don't know. 
how far y'all got into detail on it, but um, a lot of things that went into the um, the with, with James Gunn's announcement and whatnot. Um, do you guys happen to? Uh, or I know I spoke with with Adam offline. About I told him it, just a minute ago what you told me last night about him pretty much using him, throwing his ass under the bus to make him. Yeah, make he's the mainly, he, to cut the cost. Of these yeah, he's the actors. fall. He's the fall guy, and I mean it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Um, I do have to say I think it was um a solid move on his end to um come out and be like, look. We knew you guys were going to get mad no matter what we did. Yeah. And I think even though it's a different company, a different type of tone, I think people should keep in mind that James Gunn has been able to produce not only pretty quality Marvel products, but his DC ventures were just as entertaining. Yes, for sure. And I would say at this point, you know, Leave it be and let just let us see what their first genuine offering under this new structure is going to be. Yeah, I mean, and and to and to go right along with that is they said in 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 the after the beginning of the new year they were going to announce kind of the direction that they were wanting to take the DC universe and also what that first kind of uh, lump of films are going to be and. You know, we we saw something, and I don't know if we talked about it on the pod or not, but we saw something a while back about Blue Beetle. I don't know if that's really going to be happening. I don't know if that's going to be happening um, now that Saffron and Gunn are involved and all that kind of stuff. But there's, depending on what these this first chunk of movies that they're going to decide to tackle and like what their kind of story that they're going to go for right out of the gate is, is going to tell a lot about the quality of work that they're going to, because you have, you have a very large catalog of characters where you own every single character that you have. And Marvel's done a good, good job at breaking it out to where you have the cosmic Marvel, you have the, the earthbound, like boots on the ground, Marvel. They're getting more and more into like the occult, you know, spiritual mystical side of marvel like they're kind of branching off in different directions we read an article yeah they're absolutely in like a pick your poison state right now yes and um to see how where they're going to start their story is going to say a lot about the direction that they're going to take that first arc or that first you know phase or whatever you want to call it going forward um, and that's that's going to tell a lot about the direction of everything. And I think that they're going to do it right. And I think that they're going to do it smart. And that's not to say, because, I mean, the Joker follow-up still happening. That's yeah. not going to be connected to this at all. They're trying to get um, the Batman involved, mm-hmm. the last I heard. That may not be happening. That may be happening. No, You know, we really don't know. Um, so there's a lot of question marks out there. But... Like I said, the people that are mad about Cavill's exit and that are mad about and they're wanting Gun and Saffron out of there, they're the same people that were complaining about Batman v Superman. Be mad at yourselves for complaining you know, about this to begin with. And you know, I'm just as bum as the next guy. Yes. When 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 you know when you see the Superman cameo in Black Adam, you're like, okay, course correction, whatever. But 
something that I want to point out is uh and it's it's another it's another beat that I noticed that I shared with Adam uh last night. Um you know it's kind of like DC in its cinematic state is mirroring its 90s late or early 2000s comic era where Marvel has a streamlined narrative there's supplementary material if you want to go for it and then that's it yeah and DC is just everywhere all at yeah. once and it's kind of that way yeah I and... got something to add okay oh go ahead the uh the rock tweeted out five hours ago guys all right, long-awaited. I'm not going to read all this shit. I'm going to read this important part right here. Um, he says that uh, he connected with James Gunn. So Black Adam will not be in their first chapter of storytelling. However, DC and Seven Bucks have agreed to continue exploring the most uh, valuable ways uh, to Black Adam can be utilized in the future DC multiverse chapters. So it kind of goes along with Henry Cavill may not be done. Yeah. He just exactly. ain't going to be in the first phase. Yeah, exactly. We're, and, we're and starting got, over here. like. And I've got something to add to this Black Adam thing real quick, because there's another article that, that I posted here. So Black Adam rises on streaming is number one movie on HBO Max. So even with the future of Dwayne Johnson's anti-hero in question, Black Adam is getting a lot of people watching on HBO Max. Film made its streaming debut on the platform this week. As one day later, Black Adam stands tall as the number one film, knocking Amsterdam Amsterdam down to number two. A Star is Born, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, and Elf make up the rest of the top five. While the top ten isn't available for subscribers to view on HBO Max, as is the case with Netflix, the list can be found at Flix Patrol. It's a win for Black Adam after coming up short of studio expectations at the box office with its theatrical run. Uh, and then they go into the numbers and everything like that. And and then the rest of the article says Black Adam 2 doesn't seem likely to happen, which Adam just talked about, yeah. you know, about future collaborations with Black Adam and with The Rock and all that kind of stuff. And here's all I'm going to say about it. Of course it didn't make the money that you thought it was going to make because you're making a Black Adam movie. Yeah. It's a character that not a lot of people know about, but it hit where it needed to, in my yeah. opinion. And that's on the streaming services. Well, people are it like, was on, it was in the theaters for a month. And yeah. you know, I mean, we also have to remember too, guys, we don't necessarily have to get wrapped up in the unified theory of everything with a narrative. Yeah, right. Um the Black Adam franchise, the any of the remnants of the Snyder franchises, those movies can still happen. They can still be made. They can still create them. Sure. Will it convolute stuff for general audiences? Probably. But at the end of the day, as far as the larger comic book community and the larger comic book adaptation community, because we have to really understand that those are two different ex like groups of people. Sorry, guys. Yeah. But <clears throat> these these stories can continue to go on, man. 
And yeah, are they gonna be prioritized? No. But look at look at the look at the success of Joker. Yeah. It has no tie-in with DC. As much as as try as we might with our our head gymnastics, it's not. Yeah. And it's going right along full steam. Yeah. Now, if the the Robert Pattinson Pattinson Batman somehow gets thrown into the James Gunn plan, cool. If not, there's still a whole Matt Reeves Batman universe that's going to be going parallel to the DCU. Yeah. And we talked about that right before you got on. Like, so we've got young Batman now, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, James Gunn's doing a young Superman movie. Yeah. That's why. So I first phase, whenever he says, you know, I'm not going to be in the first phase of things, but we'll explore it later on. Like, well, you know, it doesn't matter if it's Robert Pattinson or Ben Affleck. It's fucking Batman. Yeah. Ben Affleck could still play Batman years from now. Yeah. When they want to have the older Batman, you know, Henry and, Cavill can show up. He's the older Superman. Like yeah. on down the road, we could still have these characters. And absolutely. I agree. And well, they're uh, trying another, to set up a roadmap. It's like, that's well, been their problem. There's no fucking roadmap. It's well, just it, all over it, the place. Like it, it also seems that gun His head's in the right spot because DC, whether you enjoyed the Snyderverse or not, he was able to center a world around Superman. And that's essentially, regardless of whether he's your favorite hero or not, whether you read Superman, whether you give a fuck about Superman, the DC continuity and everything involved it all revolves around Superman. It's his universe. Yeah. And having the universe start with him, like for instance, in the Snyder uh, verse, the first thing we, we hear in the fucking credits is Superman's heartbeat. Yeah. Like it's the first bit of whatever that you get. And the way that even though it's a condensed, very streamlined way of telling the story of the DC universe, like they did, like Zack Snyder did, he still had the right idea. I think. Did he make some tonal changes that didn't pan well with others? Sure. Did I have a problem with them? No, but that's the way it is. And Gunn being able to, to jumpstart this universe by utilizing a younger Batman, a younger Superman, yeah, that's going to create longevity yeah. in, in terms of like, you know, how long they can keep pumping out these movies and stuff, of course, because we have to ignore the fact that it's a money machine. If we're going to talk about quality of that and everything, they're going to want to make money. So they're going to make decisions that are going to try to yield the most money. And the possibilities that come with that are really awesome because even though we got Batman versus Superman and it was what it was for some, I enjoyed it. A lot of people didn't, but whatever we get to have take two. And I don't think people understand how awesome that is because we can get a, we could, we could even get a legitimate world's finest storyline. Yeah. Yeah. And, Talk about a classic bury the hatchet for the greater good story. I don't know of anyone better. Yeah. Right. Like, so you have 
you know, it, it, it's a chance to right wrongs that some fans may not, you know, may, may have wanted. And I just feel like the outcry is typical. Like well, at it's this the same point, people. It's the same people yeah, that bitched no about one, Batman versus Superman. Well, yeah, no one. And should now they're be bitching because Superman's gone. Like, and they're bringing in a different one. Like, yeah, but, it's like yeah, motherfucker, no, you you started this shit. It's your fault. But at this point, no one should be surprised at all when it comes to we're gonna get X director to do Y pr- for franchise and make Z amount of films. Yeah. Like it's been happening as far back as like these comic movies have existed. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I'm just going to, I got to deal with my dog. I'll be right back. I'm sorry. Oh, you're good. I'm just going to sum everything up and say, like, you can be upset at whoever you want to be upset about at, at this point, And that's fine. But the reality of the situation is it's done. It's happening. What's happening is happening. We just have to live with what's happening and hope yeah. for the best. And to me, what better captains do we have? You know what I'm saying? Like, we've got James Gunn and Peter Safran that's worked on all these I believe previous seasons. Yeah, exactly. Like, so, I mean, at the end of the day, let's just see what happens and let's hold reservations until the films actually come out, the cast is actually, you know, rounded up and let's go from there with it. And if it comes out and they deliver a less than stellar flick or a less than stellar cinematic universe or whatever, then let's bitch about it. But until that happens, let's just hope for the best. Yeah. And I think a lot of the outcry undermines the best ask, the best news of all of this. And it's that we're getting more DC stuff. Yeah. Yeah. More is on the way because Zaslav and all his business making power, he could have looked at at Warner Brother heads, all of this and said, you know what? Yeah, there's a gold mine right there. But do you realize how much mining we're about to have to do to get to that? Yeah. Fuck that. Well, fuck the and- fuck comics. Let Marvel and Disney have that shit. We're going to pull our money elsewhere. And there could be no fucking DC cinematic universe. Yeah. And not so- only that, but we're getting characters that we never thought that we would ever get on screen ever. With the pull that Gunn has of being able to make obscure characters relevant, entertaining, and have a fun experience with, that's one of the best gifts that that company's got going for him right now. Yeah, exactly. Because there's going to be that one guy at the table now when everyone's like, yeah, let's do movie with XAAA hero. What are we going to do, guys? And you got you got Gunn going, hey... What about obscure character number C? And they're like, yeah. what is this about? He's like, ah, oh, he shoots rockets out of his ass. I can make a killer movie with it. And they're like, uh, and he's like, I've got a, I've got a treatment here. I know how I would do it visually. Give yeah. me money. And I've got a fucking, a superstar. That's not going to charge anything. Look at what he did with Cena. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Oh yeah. Superstar. You know what well, I'm like, saying? And I mean, dude, he could totally ride the tails of being like, look, man, I made you and the rest of the world care about a fucking tree that said three words. It's entire yeah. existence. Let me do what I'm doing. Yeah. Well, exactly. these people that are bitching, it's like, where's your portfolio? Yeah. What have you done? Yeah. Dude, it where's was your trending. Man? It was a uh, hashtag fire James Gunn all week. 
And I clicked on yeah. it, looked at the comments, and people were like, they don't know what they've done. They've opened a can of worms. The floodgates are open. We're all going to fucking just downvote everything. And and it's like, you're the motherfuckers that ruined the last yeah. go at it. Yeah, the Snyder shit. Like, back the fuck off, dude. Like, I'm not happy that Cavill's not coming back as Superman, but I'm happy that fucking Gunn and Saffron have a direction yeah. that they're taking this shit in. I'm just happy that more of that is coming. And they're and- like fuck the internet we're gonna do what we said we were gonna do yeah good on me absolutely man um and you know adding to gun as well though as much of the coulda shoulda woulda that the david ayer version of suicide squad would be i saw the idea he was going for yeah and then I also saw how that idea was taken by warner brothers and completely fucking trampled on Yes. I understand that injustice there. But all that aside, Gunn made the superior Suicide Squad film. Mm -hmm. Yes, for sure. And they let him make his film. Yes. Yeah. Um, And I think... And I think that if he can take something that was already in its watershed moment... Mm Mm-hmm. And be like, oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Here's what we meant. And he puts that movie out. And he goes, oh, by the way, here's a few episodes of that one character in the movie. That everybody loves. And everyone's everyone's like, holy shit, this is fucking good. Yeah. That takes some some good shit as a filmmaker, man. Yes. Balls. Because, like, Suicide Squad, that day, the, the, the heavily edited David Ayer cut. Or the the Warner Brothers cut, as we'll refer to it, like it, it still left a sour taste in everyone's mouth. Mm-hmm. And what sucks is that it's a it's born from such like you because you can sit and watch that movie, and yeah, it's not the best, but you can still see what David Ayer wanted to make, and in that same breath, be also like I see what Warner Brothers like, man, what they do to you, man. Yeah. What did they do to your work? Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm excited for the future and um you know, like I'm glad that Gunn has been as vocal as he's been about everything and as open and transparent as he's been about everything because I mean and him and Saffron coming out and being like, Look, bitches you may. Yeah. We're we're doing it this way, and if you don't like it, just don't watch the movies. Yeah, but and you we... know, and here's something to consider as well, man. And I think it was a brilliant idea on Zizloff's part, if it was his idea ultimately. <clears throat> Having James Gunn be the quote-unquote Foggy, and I hate that I'm not really giving much credit to the guy who's he's working with, but everyone knows it's Gunn. That's the he's the face of it, you know. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> But that being said, um, it was a smart move having Gunn get put in that position. Because if you think about it, with all of the stuff that's happened to David Ayer when he tried to do Suicide Squad, the literal amount of shit they drug Zack Snyder through over his movies. What filmmaker wants to even be part of that company or that project at this point? Yeah, I I mean, Adam... Yeah, Adam was saying Todd. They begged Todd Phillips to take it, and he was like, "Fuck no!" Oh, dude, yeah. And so I feel like 
having Gunn do that would have a it would be a good factor in bringing in new directors because they're going to be like, man, if you weren't running this, I probably wouldn't be here. Yeah, right. And talent. Yep. I and, mean, yeah. Like, look at I mean, you've got Cavill that's championed this, Gal Gadot that's championed it, and you've got um, uh, Aquaman. Um, fuck, I can't think of his name, but he's championed it. Everybody else is just like, yeah, I'm good. Because, like, they don't know what the fuck they've got going on over there. You know, like, everybody wants to be in a Marvel movie. Nobody really wants to be in a DC movie. I think that's about to change. Yeah. In a big way. So I saw something interesting. This wasn't, like, any truth or any kind of article. It was just a fan comment. But when I read it, I was like, that's a fucking brilliant idea. And I wish whoever had the tweet... God bless your ideas, man. I don't know who the fuck you are. I can't quote it right out of the top of my head, but this is not my fucking idea. Someone had posted later on as the films are coming out and the storylines are going, cast the Snyder actors like Cavill, Affleck, Godot, Momoa, um, uh, Ezra Miller and uh, God damn it, I hate that I'm forgetting his name. Cyborg. What was his name? What was that dude's name? Ray Parker. No. no. Was it Ray Parker or is that Darth Maul? I, I can't remember. Sorry, my brain's <laughs> jumbled. But Cyborg, like he's his that Snyder cut Cyborg was fucking awesome. Anyway, uh, cast those guys later on down the road as the fucking crime syndicate. Oh, that would be insane. Yeah. Have them come in from another universe and it's them and all that good shit to where it's that big nod wink, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, The Rock Great said picture. they're a multiverse. Yeah. You know that statement oh, I mean, had to be cleared before he was able to put that out, too. Like, Yeah. So. Well, you know, it would be interesting if if the Flash movie already establishes the precedent that way kind of like how we've seen it being read that the flash movie was going to reboot the universe yeah. mm-hmm. we have it to where he read you know because of the events of the movie whatever we get a new universe everything that happened in Zack snyder's justice league what happened happened but we've changed we've pivoted perspective we're focusing on this universe now for some reason and it could be something as simple as Darkseid showed up in that world and fucking destroyed it. Yeah. I mean, it could, you know, you could, you could ask Paul a million different good ideas to, to explain why that's not there. Right. And so. For sure. But, but yeah, man. DC, baby. Right. But speaking of Cavill, he is working with Amazon right now. Ooh. On I know a, you're about to talk about. On a Warhammer 40K series. Give it to me, baby. And, I mean, Cavill left The Witcher because they were going to veer too far away from the source material. He came back as Superman. He's been... He's been... a. He's been the nerdy 
like go-to guy. Like I wouldn't say go-to guy, but he's, he's always kind of had that persona for a long time at this point where it's like, he is invested in nerd cult, nerd culture, but he's not, um, he's not like a, uh, all talk. Imagine, imagine a streamer and it's Cavill and he's in a room of pop culture. There's fucking retro shit everywhere. There's like, uh, figurines, fucking D&D, just pop culture. Think about it. Yeah. Henry Cavill right now is like that guy that's so far away from his camera that he can't talk in the microphone, so he's just got to more or less play charades with you. And he, like, first he picks up the Superman cape, thinking, you know, seeing how the chat reacts. Then he looks at it, and he's like, mm, nah, he sits it down. And he picks up the Witcher novels, holding it up, like, what about these? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like... Eh, no, no, no. And then he picks up a big ass fucking Warhammer 40k army. Yeah. And everyone's like, eh, we don't know. And he's like, yeah, I'm gonna go with this. Yeah, trust <laughs> me. Yeah. And I and I think it's great. He's not only gonna be um, s- starring in it, but he's also gonna be an executive producer of it, which means that like he he's gonna have a say. Yes, he's gonna hold the studio to a standard of like following the lore because. Warhammer has some very deep, in-depth lore. And some very like, controversial ideas that the yes. modern day, I'm very interested to see how he's going to do that and not catch the flack that yes. the more politically inclined people of the entertainment world are going to be. Because yeah. Warhammer 40K is pure interstellar fascism, dude. Yeah. So like, um, everyone's a Nazi in that universe, you know, there's right. no like peaceful, loving race. That's like, Oh, we just want everyone to get along. No, the humans are, are like, no, we're going to like, they're, they're, they're in the grips of like, like this weird religious fanaticism over their God emperor. Like, it's just, it's, it's not, it's not for the faint of heart. Right. Um, but it gives me like, I don't know a lot, a lot about the lore for 40 K specifically, but it gives me a lot of hope knowing about how passionate he was about the Witcher also about Superman and the fact that he's wanting to come on as an executive producer of, of this series, um, with, with Amazon coming out. And we talked about this a while back with them, you know, they acquired MGM and they're wanting to dump tons of money into, uh, their, their movie side of of amazon they're gonna dump a lot of money into this for sure like i well, don't have gonna, any doubts and it's gonna take a lot of money to do it for modern audiences yes because like <clears throat> unless they film on the volume which yeah. even on a volume like when you think about the utilization of the volume they're gonna have to build a lot of fucking sets now, they could go Doctor Who and be like, oh, Space Hulks are all the fucking same. So we're going to have this one corridor be the corridor of a Space Hulk no matter what. Yeah. These really tight, compact, close quarters type things. But we're we're talking hella gunfire. We're talking aliens that move with the speed of the Zerg uh, from StarCraft. Like, just yeah. straight up cleansing these fucking places of creatures and Marines just doing it in the most brutal fashion. Yeah. 
and I'm I'm okay with that. And uh, I, I'm excited to see how this goes. And I think that this is it's good. And I'm glad they're doing it as a series. I'm glad that they're not going to oh, try yeah. to condense all of this stuff down or even a, a subset of all this stuff into one two hour flick. Like there's oh, no way that, that would make yeah. yeah, exactly. So um another thing that I feel like this would also do is because of the size and, and the way that space marines are and operate and the overall like vibe and feel of Warhammer, even though it's its own tone, it's still going to borrow a lot of ideas or, you know, whatever. Where I'm getting at is that if Warhammer 40K can be made into a successful television show and has a good budget, all of that, I can almost guarantee you that Gears of War will be put on the fast track so goddamn fast. Yeah. Well, that like, it's not like you, you, it's it's no longer like oh they might do it it's like oh it's fucking two weeks in the principal photography shit yeah well i think that if if uh warhammer and also dnd the dnd movie finds success then it is going to open the doorway in a massive way for not only like fantasy in general but also video game adaptations and things like that because like you like have dark. The, Sorry, I was just going to say you have the most diehard. I've never met diehard fans of anything like diehard fans of Warhammer. And oh, dude, it's their only thing. Like that's their it, thing. Yeah, just, exactly. I mean, never mind that it's because you know what is it we say in in D and D above head or above table? Yeah. Um. Like, like, yeah, like with Warhammer, it's such a fucking expensive hobby that that's really yeah. the only thing you can afford to be into when you're taking that plunge. As far as like the genuine tabletop artifacts of playing Warhammer, and particularly War, Warhammer 40k, um, I would encourage any listener to just go to Amazon, just type in on any any web browser. Uh, Warhammer 40k uh, pricing and just scroll and you're going to see what we're talking about. Yeah. So I think that if they're able to nail these two properties down in particular because of the fandom and also like the the scope and not as much D&D because you can kind of morph that and make it your own, but the scope of everything and also capturing like the... uh, the feel and the world all in one swoop, that's going to open it. Like, I think we'll see a new wave of fantasy come in because of that, because we've had the comic book thing for a while and they've tried to do fantasy things here and there and nothing's really stuck since Marvel's happened. Uh, Well, and this is now, of course, this is my very heavily biased opinion here. I think the reason why we're getting sort of more or less fantasy fatigue to an extent is because the, despite the Witcher and game of Thrones and Lord, like they're all getting that same polish now where it's dark. It's attempting to be dark fantasy 
when it's not necessarily right. And the reason why that darker, grittier attempt at the genre isn't nailing just yet, me personally, it's because all dark fantasy is in to me in the shadow of Berserk. Um, I think if they could if they could take a step back and try to adapt Berserk, and I don't mean shitty Netflix Japanese adaptation, like none of that. I mean like a big studio with someone who gives a fuck. Eighty <clears throat> Shankar. <clears throat> uh. I, I, I truly, because he's the only one that's really brought up, like, actual interest in the property. Uh, I think that if they did that, it would be a total palate cleanser for fantasy people. Mm-hmm. As far as those who just watch, you know, who just watch it on TV, they don't necessarily crack open a series of books and go into it, which is fine. But if we want to, you know, zoom in a little, hone in a little more... For general audiences that when they think of fantasy right now, they think Game of Thrones, this would be like Berserk would be the perfect palate cleanser for them. And it would be able to refresh something old, like not old, but something familiar and give them something new out of it. Right. And if Mandalorian has proved anything, I know I'm jumping genres here, but just, just follow along with me. Mandalorian is a lone gunman show mm-hmm. you have a solitary character uh facing insurmountable odds uh, on top of this protector guardian quest that he's on um you know we, we've had those protagonists in tons of stories uh but it works for mandalorian and i think and where i'm getting at with berserk is that it's the same formula you're dealing with a character who is only the sum of the parts that we know. Like, he's nothing extraordinary. There's no, he's no chosen one. There's, there's, there's no, there's no like big mythical prophecy that they're going to fulfill. They're just an average Joe that's really fucking good at what they do. And Guts is the same way. You have the character that's doing that. You have him doing a guardian protector quest for a character named Casca. Um, and you just have this world where he is just relentlessly pursued by demons and he has to kill them all the fucking time. Like this dude's life makes Blade's life look like a fucking stroll at the park with a picnic. Um, and I think that, I mean, and I don't know, I just, I feel like until we can get something, not necessarily a one-to-one adaptation of Berserk, but at least that's get that one pivotal fantasy story that touches enough of that, that, that top, that tale, uh, that I think it'll refresh fantasy people with, you know, in in their approach to new content. Yeah. Quit making it be about a group of merry old people and they're all fucking different because of their differences. We now have eight fucking episodes of bullshit just to get to the fucking final two. That's like, Oh, that's what this was all about. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, cause that's, that's kind of what they all are. I mean, as a fan of the genre, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, Warhammer is, um, and I'm hoping to see more information about that coming up where they actually lock the rights in and get, uh, the ball rolling on that, because that's definitely going to be 
three to five years in the making at that point. Um, because it'll be a lot of fun to watch that. Yeah. Right. So I'm excited to see how that plays out and we'll hopefully see more, uh, information on that in the future. Uh, last up here, we've got some, uh, Jackman talking about some Deadpool three stuff. So Hugh Jackman confirms Deadpool three will not mess with Logan timeline and could involve time travel. There's still a long wait for uh, Deadpool and Wolverine fans to see Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman bring the Marvel characters together in Deadpool three. While there is still a lot of details about the pair's MCU outing, Hugh Jackman has strongly suggested the movie will feature time travel and confirmed that it will not mess with the existing timeline of Logan. The announcement that Hugh Jackman would be reprising his role um, of Wolverine one last time, not something we've heard before in Deadpool 3, took many people by surprise earlier this year. Since then, there haven't been a, there have been a lot of questions raised about exactly how Jackman's Wolverine will be able to fit into the MCU, especially with a new iteration of the character expected to arrive with the rest of the X-Men in several years' time. While speaking on SiriusXM, Jackman confirmed that nothing will impact how his last movie, Logan, ended, but also suggested that the MCU's multiverse story will allow the freedom to integrate this new story into the character's world. So this is what he said. Uh, But all because of this device they have in the Marvel world of moving around timelines. Now we can go back because, you know, it's science and so I don't have to screw with the Logan timeline, which was important to me. And I think probably to the fans too. So they're saying, will Deadpool 3's Wolverine be a, a multiverse variant? There are many ways in which Deadpool 3 could handle the inclusion of Wolverine without encroaching on the journey the character has already taken. With the film having been described as a multiverse movie, the move, the most prominent fan theory is that the film the film we will see Jackman play a variant of Wolverine, which would mean that his character would not be having the same life as his Fox universe counterpart. Of course, that theory would have to explain whether the variant was from the MCU or another universe entirely. Another theory linked to the uh, ability of Wade Wilson to tongue in cheek, skip back in time to a number of pivotal moments at the end of Deadpool two to change the past. While these scenes were, mostly used to poke fun at Reynolds' previous comic book failings, including his Green Lantern movie. Uh, One of the scenes did see Deadpool going back to his appearance in X-Men Wolverine to right a wrong. Whether this could play a role in bringing Deadpool and Wolverine together is just another possible way things could go down. So I think that that's interesting, and that could, I mean, of course, open up everything. And to me, if they go that route with it, it seems like the... Fox um, X-Men universe will kind of be like a sacred timeline almost. You know what I mean? Like it'll be its own thing, its own entity, its own whatever it is. And um, nothing will break, change, do anything with that. It'll just kind of be there. Uh, And that would make sense as to why they're waiting until those contracts run out before they start X-Men. And why, you know, Patrick Stewart, did show up as the animated Xavier as opposed, you know what I mean? So it's, it's interesting and I like that a lot and it's cool that like, they're going to keep the Fox universe and they're not going to play in it. They're just going to let it be what it is. And that's going to be the end of it. So, but yeah, 
that's all the things that I saw. I mean, it's a lot of DC news, which is fine. You know, like yeah. there's a lot happening over there. Well, you know what would be a cool idea is <clears throat> now granted, I'd be running on a lot of people's parade by making a character in film that's supposed to be upbeat and funny, more or less. <clears throat> but if we were to have like a one dramatic kind of like, you know, damn type of moment, you know, mm-hmm. um, Deadpool saves Logan. Like, I mean, and you could even dial up the comedy too, where he jumps to where he's in like, spoiler alert for Logan. He just shows up at the branch where he's fucking impaled through it. Right. And Deadpool, you know, he snarks off some comments like, holy fuck, dude. I was coming to, like, get your help, but, like, shit, you can't even fucking fight a tree or some shit, you know? (laughs) But anyways, ripping from the timeline, do the movie, have the fucking shenanigans, but then when it's all said and done, just have that moment. And, and, and And they could play into the Ryan Reynolds, Hugh Jackman fucking bromance, too. Where like it's all said and done, and, and like Logan looks at, at at Deadpool, and he's like, you know, this ain't right. Like, time to go back. You gotta put me back where I belong. And Deadpool's like, the fuck, you know, like I don't want to do this and all this stuff. And you could make it. You could really drive in some poignant shit in a concept that's not poignant at all. Yeah. But you know. Oh, yeah. We'll see how she blows, you know? I still want him to fucking bitch about that suit and Wolverine end up having to wear it. <laughs> like, that yeah, would be right. great. Hear him off screen, like, what's with all the fucking yellow, Wade? You know? <laughs> it could happen. You know, it's, I'm sorry. I'm just thinking about uh, them and you know how they're Canadian and everything. It would be fucking hilarious if he's, uh, you know, he's talking to Wolverine and he's like, dude, you're the most, you're the most famous Canadian superhero ever. And, and, you know, Wolverine's like, what, what, you know, what does that fucking mean? And this all this anyways, you know how they, they toyed with the X-Force yeah. Fucking reference the fucking Great Lake or the 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 fucking Canadian Avengers, man. <laughs> Those weird motherfuckers, dude. <laughs> like right. And have and and actually reference where Wolverine was like rolling with them for a minute there. Oh, you rolling P. You don't believe in Jesus. Well, you got a Jesus peace. <laughs> I had to drop this Bible man. Tra- Y'all remember Bible man? Vaguely. Yeah. If at like, all, really. I mean, Bible man used to be like the hero that the New Testament needed. <laughs> that's, the, that's the best fucking lead in I've ever heard with that girl. <laughs> it, it, was, it was a superhero TV show called Bible Man. 
Well, I remember seeing is, the artwork for it. Yeah, that was real. And this is the unofficial movie trailer. So I'm guessing that this isn't like, this is a play on like the Snyder version <laughs> of Bible Man, dude. And it was so entertaining that I had to drop it in here for us to get, take a gander at. Oh yeah, let's fucking do it. So I figured out something earlier. I thought earlier, I was like, I'll save myself a bunch of time. I'll go ahead and put the link and say real estate was here. Well, then after mm-hmm. a minute, I went back, but I went back from uh, my my actual YouTube channel, and I noticed that on all the videos, the link wasn't there. That hasn't been posted. It posts, but then it gets rid of it because it has a link in it. That's why you, you see serious? under here that when I, because I tested it, I put real estate was here with no link yeah. and it's there. So every video getting... I put that on. <laughs> wow. Shadow band. Yeah, dude, that's it. So now I'm just going to say real estate was here. That's all well, right. Click the page. When, when Elon Musk buys YouTube. Yeah. Be... <laughs> no. Yeah. But I'm excited to see this. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm ready to watch it again. I have a feeling it's going to be over the top. Oh, for sure. I mean, I mean, you fucking nailed it, Griffin. (laughs) The hero the Old Testament needed. I mean, it's true, dude. I'm ready. All right, three, two, one, play. Whoa, that's loud. Okay. It's a family Bible, too. Sam Remy as fuck. That's you, Sergeant Satan. Dark man. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> die, dark man, die. Coming Mortal to the ring. Combat. <laughs> oh shit. Is that Sin Man? Oh, that's Bible Man. <laughs> Why is he talking like this? I have to hide my identity. I'm a youth pastor. Oh, he talks like that all the time. Evil. That's sin, man. <laughs> He's got a lightsaber. George Lucas gonna sue somebody. <laughs> He's like, I don't give a fuck if it is Bible man. There's no lightsabers in the Bible. <laughs> Not in the new New Testament, <laughs> you know? Yeah.
Get back from me, Satan. Whoa, that is real. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) okay. (laughs) I mean, hey, I mean, I don't know how I feel, but. I kind of want to watch it. <laughs> yeah, just to, right. Like, just to see how long I, I, like, as an endurance challenge, like, how long could I survive watching that movie? Oh, I'd watch the whole thing. <laughs> you'd be done. You'd be like, remember in that fucking, in scene 38, Corinthian, the Corinthian battle? <laughs> hey. Now, this is a movie that I'm pretty excited about. I'm not even going to lie. Dude, I knew it was going to be like kind of over the top and crazy. Yeah. But this trailer, Trav, have you seen this trailer? No. Bro. Oh, God. Let's just Are get you into ready? it. Yeah. Like, you're going to fucking love this, man. Yeah. Okay. You will. Right. You are, dude. Well, dude, right. we're not getting a fucking Disney Barbie movie. No, oh, we're, we, it's oh, getting, getting that treatment. You'll see. Where Barbie's a whore. Nah, watch. All right, let's go. Three, <laughs> two, one, play. Just wait. I mean, I thought WB. This will sell you Barbie. on it. <laughs> Are they really doing that? Yeah, dude. Just wait. Are we, dude? The fact that they've just referenced two thousand one is better. <laughs> <laughs> This is the best trailer ever so far. Whoa. Yeah, Silly goose time. I mean, that Dude, trailer. They, so they even recreated the bone cracking scene. Mm-hmm. Like, that. yeah. Dude. Hilarious. I know it's the. That was. That was smart, funny. I liked it. Yeah, right. <clears throat> I'm surprised they went that route because, like, how many? Like, 2001 is a fucking iconic film, but mm-hmm. like, kids that are between the ages of like 12 and 25, do they have any idea what 2001 is? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. That sold me though. Yeah, for like, sure. Oh, that's going to be funny. If they're coming yeah. in like that. Yeah, that kind of humor. Yeah, dude. We got another Babylon trailer here? I know we've we've seen a few of these, but they did the naughty mix. Now, if you'll <laughs> notice under the trailer, I yeah, have three I screenshots. That. We have a set 
of uh, YouTube titties here. <laughs> a couple uh, of sets. <laughs> three in this yeah. trailer alone. Now, how do, they, how do these... I guess because it's Paramount, it's okay, but... <laughs> it's art, well, dude, like it's normal, not... I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let's yeah. give it a spin. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that, that... I mean... Yeah. <laughs> All right, three, no, two... that... <laughs> That woman looked like she was in the grips of fucking ecstasy, bro. Oh, it's a sex party. <laughs> <laughs> Babylon. Oh. All right, three, two, one, play. Is that Toby Mac? I like that comment the guy left where he's like, no matter how good or bad this movie is, it's going to open up a new realm of Bully McGuire memes. He looks strong the fuck out. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Probably ran into himself. That movie looks crazy. It looks I mean, crazy. I still don't know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. We've seen like three trailers. A lot. <clears throat> yeah. Drugs. <laughs> that's what's going on, you know. There's something wrong with them children's. Wretch around and wretch it off. I saw the thumbnail for this. It looks pretty interesting, you know. Children of the corn shit happening or something. I'm ready though. All right. Three, two, one, play. I don't know what's going on. I didn't watch it. Mm hmm. Out at the devil. I think there's something wrong with him. Yeah. He looked into the hole. 
Dude, what if she, what if she's like a kid she's that he killed and she's fucking tormenting him? You talking about that thumbnail with that face all fucked up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that one too. Don't look bad though, right? Nah. Right here, top 10 unscripted Jim Carrey moments that were left in the movie. Bookmark it. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it before, but I'm watching I've it again. It, yeah. Ouch, I'm ready to go. I see super slow mo replay. <laughs> They're like top yeah, ten the, moments. The, it's like every movie was probably unscripted for him. Oh dude, that chitty chitty bang bang thing was always funny where he goes, Hey, how <laughs> when he looks to his left and right. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants to play with me. We got a little biopic here. Oh, sure. All right. Oh, I, I thought this was a Rumble Stillskin movie. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. All right. Three, two, one, play. Georgia. Georgia on my mind. I think that was Kiss. Damn. There's a fucking Adam G film right here. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to see this movie. I'm a sucker for these flicks. Oh, it's him. It's got that guy. <laughs> Damn. She ain't wrong. I would be I'm gonna be interested to seeing all the shit that's referenced that like I'm I'm ready for the Adam G deep dive on this movie where he's like, actually That's not how that happened, you know? But it does look good. It looks like just a good, like, I'm getting almost famous vibes. Dude, that was the chick from Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. 
Yeah. Weird. I hadn't seen her in a in a movie in a minute. Yeah. We manifested it, dude. Yeah. Rated R. Dude, I watched that show. I think it was on a showtime called Vinyl. Yes. That was about a record label that I think it only got two seasons, but it was really fucking good, dude. It pissed me off they canceled that shit. Like it was just getting good. <laughs> How do you, how do you say the name of this movie? Jigarthanda. Or Jigar or Jigarthanda. Jigarthanda duplex. Man, this was a hard this... decision. I had fucking three of them. They kind <laughs> of I had teaser. two, and then I pulled <laughs> this one up and was like, "This is it. This has got to be the one." A Jigarthanda. Like the you'll see. Legs. Is it like their zombie movie? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready for this. Right, dude. this right. I, I, there's no way I could explain what's about to happen. <laughs> Even if I tried. Well, well I mean, it says, really? it says it says a kind of teaser and the runtime's three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> like, a lot they of had slow to give motion. You, they had to give you three minutes. I tried to find the full out. trailer. I was like, where's the full trailer? <laughs> it's not out yet. All right. Three, two, Ready. one, play. Oh, okay, okay. Kind of a little Tarantino vibe. Okay. What the fuck's he got? Harmonica. And a pop. Yep. It's a harmonica stump. <laughs> This song. Uh oh. What? The trigger is laying down. So much slow motion. It's cool though. Like I don't know. It's building the tension for me over here. I like how it's making the noise. The fuck? No, dude. Here comes the what the fuck. <laughs> Throws the guns. 
pulls a Super 8 video camera. And points it at him. I have to see the full trailer. Yeah, what the fuck, man? That's one suave motherfucker, though, ain't he? He came out fucking twirling his guns. What was with the elephant? cleaned up and changed that fast? What was what? With the elephant? Yeah. Spirit animal. Dude. I've got so many questions yeah, now. That's why I was like, I, I can't even explain this. <laughs> it wouldn't make sense if I did, you know? He throws the guns away, spits out the spliff, and gets uh-huh. a Super 8 camera. <laughs> points it at him. Yeah. Oh, I mean. Yeah. I, mean, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's like if... Quentin Tarantino and the Wachowskis just decided to make a fucking movie. Yeah, right. Using only their lowest hanging fruit. I mean, I'm here for it, though, you know? <laughs> only thing we need now is Bushimi in the distance, like, pillin' bark off a tree going, What? Mm-hmm. You, you, you couple of guys, they seen a, they see two motherfuckers fighting it out? <laughs> We got some Steven Dorf action coming up here. Yeah, There's another oh, dude in this movie that I can't remember his name, but y'all recognize him. Emil, Emil Hirsch. I'm not sure if that's his name. That sounds familiar. So, but... Would you guys go on on record and probably say that Steven Dorf's best performance was True, True Detective, Detective Season 3? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, like he grew like, into you that felt, character with age. Yeah, well, like, dude, like, you felt you felt bad for him there at yeah. the end. He got his friend back, though, you know. But his friend never left the jungle, bro. I mean, or at least that's what I took from it. If we keep talking about it, I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch the whole season again. <laughs> you know, like. It starts off with like on the dead night. I was staring at a mirror. True detective. All right, I'm ready for this. All right, rated R. This should be a okay. red band trailer with it being red. Like that. All right. Three, two, one, play. I hope this is about Injustice for All by Metallica. Yeah. It's about to change directions. That guy in the middle. This is where I was like, when it pops up in a minute from the producers of, I was like, oh, aha. What? Midnight Meat Train. Killer. Killer at a farm. That's become a trope lately. Have y'all noticed that? 
the portal to hell. I dig that score. Was that some YouTube booty? Mm. What the fuck? I mean, it looks like a cool little horror flick, dude. Like, the way that that trailer starts. Yeah. Because I started watching it, and I was like, oh, this looks like some fucking doo-doo. You're right, it does do a shift. Yeah, when it pops up and goes from the director of the Midnight Meat Train, I can't remember that guy's name. I know he's an Asian director. Uh, I was like, oh, wait a minute now. That movie ripped, dude. <clears throat> what have we here? The whale. I'm the excited. This is the this is the official trailer. We saw the teaser. All right, let's, let's see if it, it gets a standing O. All right, three, two, one, play. Even sounds fat. Yeah. It's Max. Oh, yeah, run up that hill. Ain't run up any hills. Be mean to him. Kitty Twister. God damn. That's going to be sad. Yeah. Really sad. Oh, dude. that you, you can't expect anything less from Darren Aronofsky other than pure fucking sadness. I can't I wait to see Oscar. it. Damn. Yeah. Like, that, like any of his movies, even his more abstract shit, makes you just want to go stare off a pier at sunset. And just be like, hey, man, pull out your camera. It was a good moment. Mm -hmm. I'm fucking sad. (laughs) I I have to see this shit. This looks like, dude, I've seen where, 
I've seen where they've, uh, like, there's some practical effects with some of the explosions in this shit. Well, he actually detonated a nuke, I think, somewhere. I believe I read an article that said that. Of course, it wasn't like, I mean, you know. Yeah. But they blew some shit up. We've been waiting, like, <laughs> I, it feels like two years. Yeah, for real. We've been waiting on a goddamn I mean, trailer. Yeah. Dude, I, I, and I know we will. We're going to get that I become death speech, and it's going to be so good. And I wonder how he's going to handle that moment. Remember, it's Oppenheimer that, that has the, it's that classic shot of him being interviewed, and it's black and white. And he goes, when I saw it, uh, I thought of the Bhagavad Gita, the f- passage that said, I become death, the destroyer of worlds. Mm. Like, that's going to be fucking awesome. I mean, terrifying, but awesome. Yeah. As we face nuclear war. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Could come out at a better time. <laughs> All right, y'all ready? Yes. All right, three, two, one, play. Dude, he's back, dude. Murphy's back, bro. Really see it. Oh, just close enough. If that's his thought process when he's thinking about it, that's going to be amazing. Josh Peck. Dude. It looks fucking intense. Yeah, man. Like, dude, I feel like it's gonna. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know why I'm so hyped for it, dude. It just looks like just being able to get just a mainstream look into perhaps Oppenheimer's thought process while he was figuring that shit the fuck out. And it's that's gonna be cool. Oh, dude, so it's going to be artful as Detailed, fuck, yeah. Like, all, all those little weird visuals during that trailer, like, I'm really cool, banking on... I'm really banking on... It looked like the sun was crashing into the fucking planet. Like, 
just like the way he's trying to, I wonder if that's going to be something that goes along with him trying to explain like what this is. Cause you got to think this is the first time they've developed this type of weaponry. Mm-hmm. So trying to explain to someone that like, I'm about to take the smallest particle you can think of. I'm going to split it. And when I do boom, <sighs> motherfucker, like big boom, like, yeah. You're going to see some serious shit. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No gas pedal required. We watched the teaser for this last week, Trav, which was just a short clip. Of Of him in a cave? Yeah. Yeah. Now they drop it, but this is a uh, sci-fi flick with, uh, what's his name in it here? Yeah. Adam Draver. What's up? Draver. Incarcerated. Y'all ready? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Three, two, one, play. I am incarcerated. Oh, yeah. Sam Raimi. Mm -hmm. (laughs) the AI did that it was like bet they're telling us again that's how important that is oh shit What was that movie after earth mm-hmm. with Will Smith and his boy? There's fucking dinosaurs. This was the teaser. Sheesh. Wait, what the f- dinosaur, bro? Is this Turok? No, it's Ark. So Here's my question. So did they <laughs> So the about me says that he stranded on earth 65 million years ago. Mm-hmm. Meaning he's the first human. I yeah. I, I don't know if they leave but 
shit was pretty fucked up. Yeah. But I don't think there's like no time travel thing. You know, he's just an alien. That's... Well, that girl's eyes were weird. Wait, so so they're the aliens. And they crash land on Earth. 65 million years ago. But they're human. Yeah. They're our ancestors, dude. <laughs> it's either going to be really good or really fucking stupid. The trailer stupid. looks pretty cool. It's a, it's a I don't know if he would thing. sign on. Well, backtrack a little bit, but. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the effects look really good. Yeah, right. This trailer is fucking fascinating, and it makes me want to watch the movie. It makes me want to sing that song. Skinner my rinky dinky dink. Skinner my rinky do. I love you. Anyway. I saw um, some viral shorts where they were like, it's the scariest movie ever. It's so scary. Dude, the filters they use are so terrifying. It looks like an old movie. Like, we don't have anything modern to watch anymore. I haven't seen this trailer. Have y'all? I have. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's got cool. me interested for sure. Let's peep it. Three, two, one, play. Oh, yeah, we've seen this. Have we? Yeah, we watched it week before. Did we? Yeah, because it keeps going in this house. In this house. I don't think I've watched this. It's got the... You see that kid turn and look at the camera. I think maybe I y'all up and down. It. I swear up and down we, that we all sat, sat through it. I think that I remember seeing something where it's really dark the whole time, like there's no lights, mm-hmm. but the TV, right? Yeah, that's kind of creepy. in his house. Fascinating. <laughs> That's how you do a trailer. Yeah. You give nothing away. No. Kids mumbling. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw that dropped in the movie list. Uh, Violent Night is out. Yes. And I thought maybe we could end our Christmas month. Yes. That's the um, David Harbour David Har- Santa Claus movie. Where he's kicking all the ass. Yeah. 
checking it twice. <laughs> so, <laughs> Gonna find out if it's naughty or nice, dude. Well, it's like they saw Fat Man and was like, get us somebody a little bit younger. Yeah. Where's Harbor? Yeah. More action sequences. He's like, oh, get Hopper on the phone. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> In this house. <laughs> that was creepy when it was like, come upstairs. Yeah. Come upstairs. That's, that's what I had heard. I think I heard somebody talking about it, but they were like, there's no, have y'all heard that? Well, there's no lights in the house. The only lights coming from the TV. Mm-mm, I yeah. that. Wow. I think the movie's already out. Yeah. Now, I think what you're talking about, Trav, is Griffin dropped it somewhere. I think it was on Twitter or something. And you yeah, said something. Like I purposely didn't watch it because it was like 3 in the morning. I was like, I ain't fucking watching that if it's the creepiest shit ever. <laughs> My ass about to go to sleep, you know? That I'm a dreamer. Dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a terrible dream last night. I'll tell y'all about it in a second, but um, yeah, Violent Night. Everybody good with that? Yeah, it was mm-hmm. out to December. All right, I'll fucking check some mail. <laughs>